You've heard me talk about Morning Kick, used by former karate champion Chuck Norris. It's a daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike other green drinks out there, this one tastes similar to strawberry lemonade, and I enjoy it. I know I don't eat as many vegetables as I should, but Morning Kick has helped me make up for that, and I feel great. I have more energy and better digestion. It's an easy part of my morning routine. My wife started taking it as well. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com forward slash Harris for up to 44% off your regular priced order. Plus, every purchase is backed by a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, a boost of energy, and just an overall healthier body, then go to roundhouseprovisions.com forward slash Harris today. We are live on the Conversations That Matter podcast. I hope everyone is doing well out there. It is just a gorgeous day where I am, and I'm enjoying kind of... Uh, well, what should be a lazy Friday afternoon, right? Everyone else who works normal nine to five, uh, maybe five or six days a week is uh, planning on getting off here. And um, uh, I, I have a lot in front of me. <laughs> we'll just say that uh, if you could pray for me, actually, I'll be preaching on Sunday. And I didn't um, that didn't like get decided until I think Tuesday evening or something like that. So I'm uh, I'm trying to put something together. I think it'll be good. But um, anyways, I just. I, I, that that's for some reason I can podcast, but when it comes to preaching, I just, it's different. It is different. There is a, uh, a weight that I feel. And I think that's a good thing, right? Preaching, not lot, not, I can't quote the verse. Let not, there we go. Let not any, uh, everyone among you. I really am having trouble right now. <laughs> let not many of you, there we go, become uh, preachers or become elders, pastors, that office. And uh, because we'll, incur a stricter judgment from the Lord. And I think that's probably part of the reason I uh, think that way before preaching. But anyway, uh, that's one of the things going on. Got a lot of stuff going on in my life, um, but uh, but good, good stuff. And uh, yeah, um, I just thought with, uh, with, with all the stuff I have in the next few days, it would be really good to at least put out a podcast, even if it's not, um, I, like I, I'll explain to you how this works. I have a bunch of like a pile of stuff screenshots on my phone, links on my tabs. I've just had this pile of stuff that I want to get to. And sometimes uh, it can be months before I get to it. And in fact, like I have a whole episode on concupiscence planned. I have not, I haven't done anything with it for weeks, for months, really. Uh, there, there's a bunch of stuff like that. And uh, so I thought, um, since I didn't have a lot of prep time, because I'm prepping for a sermon, I'm prepping for um, uh, a bunch of things uh, with my house and, and and others and, and to travel next week and a few things i thought um let's take a few of these things from the stack of stuff and we'll talk about it so uh yes casey says we are live on a lazy friday afternoon that's right yeah friday's different guys friday's different in fact even the number of streamers right now is different because you all are out there trying to make your way to wherever you're going to go for the weekend if you're traveling or uh or, or you're just you're excited you don't you're turning it all off and you're saying it's time for me to fire up the grill uh, or go to the lake or, or something like that. And, uh, and that's what we should be doing uh, for a Friday, I think. Traditional Friday. Okay, um, wh where are we going to start? There's a bunch of things to start with. I just want to uh, draw everyone's attention to some sponsors, I guess, uh, to begin with. Um, well, an announcement and then a sponsor. So 
you've heard me talk about this before, but we do have a men's retreat uh, coming up soon. Uh, actually, soon it's going to be in September, uh, September 21st through 24th, and it's hosted by Grace Bible Church. Uh, but uh, it's also hosted; it, it's sponsored by TruthScript, and um, and, and you can go to truthscript.com conferences tab, or you can go to conversations that matter, which is uh, johnharrispodcast.com and go to the conferences uh, tab. Actually, I don't know if there is a conferences tab. Go to TruthScripts. Go to truthscripts.com and you'll find the conferences tab. And there's a link. Um, and it'll give you some more information about that. You don't want to miss it. It, it. Honestly, for what we're providing, it's a good price and it's going to be a really great time. Like I, I'm, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, so um, I'll talk about that more as we get closer. I uh, just want to let you all know too about the sponsor for this podcast, Equipping the Persecuted, Equipping thepersecuted.org, equipping thepersecuted.org. And um, you can see uh, an intro video there from Kevin Sorbo. He played Hercules, remember that? Back in the 90s. Uh, and uh, I, I remember that. <laughs> and um, there's some news about what's going on. If you go to, um, let's see here, media, you can go to media, but uh, there is also a tab. Let's see. Now I can't find it. Um, I know there's a tab for uh, for news in Nigeria, what's happening over there uh, and all of that. Um, there it is, news, news tab. Okay, nothing comes up there. Okay, well, I, I should have tested this before I started plugging them. Uh, let me just, I think it's truthnigeria.com. I'm going to go out on a limb. Truthnigeria.com. Let's just see if it works. It does. It does work. Good. Okay, truthnigeria.com is the new website equipping the persecuted launch. And it just tells you about what's going on in Nigeria with persecuted Christians, with uh, the Muslim uh, jihadists who are uh, going into these areas. And so uh, so check it out. And if you have the resources to help uh, provide things like walkie-talkies and body armor and food, and also people who go and they share good theology and the gospel, then uh, you want to go to equipping the persecuted dot org. All right, well, let's talk about some of the things, some of the stuff for today. Um, I think we'll start here. Well, let's start with crew. Let's start with crew because I haven't talked about crew in a long time. And people ask me sometimes, like, is crew still woke? What's going on with crew? And, um, and there are some positive things, I think. And I don't, I haven't like done a deep, deep dive into what crew's currently doing. But uh, I'm still connected to people who have connections to crew and they'll send me things every once in a while. So this is one of the things that's pretty new uh, this year, at least uh, I'm pretty sure um, the lenses Institute. If ever anyone who had listened a few years ago, you'll remember the lenses Institute was one of the prime ways in which crew was going social justice. They were uh, sending people to this lenses Institute to find. And in fact, sometimes as disciplinary measures, <laughs> they would send crew missionaries uh, I, I know people who were uh, in order to uh, get sensitivity training, basically, and uh, to make sure, if it, especially if they were like white males who were not aware of their privilege, they could go to lenses and they would be aware of how much privilege they had and what they needed to do about it and that kind of thing. Well, lenses, uh, from what I can tell, uh, it, it's not now I could be wrong. Someone can correct me on this, but it's not really part of crew anymore. Um, and it. It, it, but here's the thing, like it still exists. It's it's called Lentium. Now, here's the interesting thing about Lentium. Lentium is the uh, Latin word, I believe, for lenses. So it's 
that's kind of the same thing. So if you go to lentium.org, uh, you can see that there's ba they're basically doing consultation, consultation, and they have um, uh, their board of directors uh, is basically the the same people who are at Lenses. Um, if I can find that, I think Michael Sylvester, if I'm not mistaken, was the uh, uh, president or or the, I don't know leader of that somehow. Uh, so anyway, it, it, it is still going on, but I don't think, I, I don't know to what extent it's linked to crew. It might not be linked to crew at all anymore. Uh, but, uh, it, it does seem to be the same, same group of people and the same basic, uh, agenda. So that's going on. Um, another thing related to the crew, I want to play a video for you because th this is kind of directly related in my opinion. Um, so crew crew had for those who don't know like in 2015 and then in 2017 and 2019 was the one i paid attention to the most had some pretty hard woke stuff going on uh they had i mean there's montages online you can go look i mean it was it was just social justice i watched like almost all of crew 19 every video it took me it was hours and i think i heard one guy give a rudimentary gospel presentation other than that it was mostly woke it really was it was mostly like the blm crt narrative so um, since then, uh, and this is just a very brief kind of uh, overview, since then there, there was a group of concerned people who produced a document within crew, missionaries and crew, so forth. Uh, and it just documented what was happening, shared some of their concerns. And long story short, they were basically ignored. <laughs> and I think some of them were chastened by the crew leadership uh, that they had been uh, they, they had been bad by going behind the scenes and not approaching things in a Christian way or something like that. And so this leaked, this document leaked, and uh, it was picked up by some like leftist blogger who showed, and, and, and they of course twisted it. It just, the whole thing went down in like the exact worst way. And so in my mind, like instead of like having a conservative news outlet, put, put the information out there um, and, and try to get it in front of people who actually might be funding crew, it, it was leaked by this more leftist outlet that wanted to use it as a way to show how deplorable some of the people in crew are. And so um, after that happened, a lot of the people I knew in crew, honestly, they don't even work there anymore. They left. They just couldn't find it. It wasn't tolerable for them. Now, some people are in areas they're in, they're in different uh, departments and different ministries within crew that are perfectly fine. Haven't been touched by this as much, but um, from what I know, a lot, a lot of, the ministries within crew have been impacted by the social justice stuff. And I think what's happened with crew has happened with a lot of ministries. And I, I hear this all over the place that we're in this institutional phase where all these social justice policies are being now being enshrined in institutional policies. Uh, but you don't have the hot war kind of on the surface. It's not as blatant. A lot of the language has kind of ramped down. It's, it's more underground, but it's still there. It, they, they never um, really got rid of it. Uh, it some of them might be trying to course correct here or there, but like it's, it's a two steps forward, one step back thing. They, they are not going back to their like pre 2018, you know, like approaches. They're, they're still somewhat woke. Well, here's um, an example of what I'm talking about with crew. So their winter conference or one of their winter conferences they had uh, last winter i guess it was january or something um I, I've, I've been sitting on this for months and months um they I, I listened to a number of the presentations not all of them 
Uh, and, you know, I, I, there were things here or there that I saw as ah, kind of social justice, but it wasn't like anything over like 2019. It, it seems like people were trying to be super, I don't know, careful, maybe. But then I saw this. So just check this out. Lunch tomorrow for everybody. Yes. Free lunch. We all get free lunch tomorrow. Chick-fil-A. This crowd is awesome. The Lord's chicken <laughs> will be in the house. The Lord's chicken will be here. So, okay, seriously though, seriously. So we have one, we have lunch for everyone, but there's two different locations. You can go to the lounge and grab it, or you can go to the Peacock Terrace, which is a fun thing to say as well. Um, the Peacock Terrace, where we will have our oneness in diversity lunch, okay? Crew has been on a journey really intentionally since about 2015, exploring how we can experience more oneness and diversity throughout our organization, okay? And the reality is, is that has personally challenged me a lot. Like it has put me on my own journey to better understand who I am and how I view my brothers and sisters in Christ, all my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I bet a lot of you have been on similar journeys over the last few years. I know this has been such a big topic. Um, and so we are gonna meet together in the Peacock Terrace. We will have lunch in there as well provided to discuss oneness and diversity in crew tomorrow. Yeah, we know that this topic may not be new to many of you. This is the topic that you live. At issues of ethnic diversity and cultural diversity are things that don't go away for some of us. Some of you guys might be coming into the lunch though and you feel super out of your depth. We wanna say, we want you guys to grab a chair, we want you to grab some Chick-fil-A, we want you to chat about your ethnic and cultural diversity, or journeys and diversity while you're there. But most yes. important are your journeys. Yes. So the reality is though, truly, that we do need one another to reach the world for Christ. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. Yes. All right. Tomorrow morning. Okay. So you can guess which, uh, which lunch was not, which presentations for a, a, a lunch uh, session were not filmed and put publicly online. Yeah, of course. You can't go watch this anywhere, which is, I, I think, I think that's by design, most likely. Uh, this is, it's just they announce it. You know what happened. You know that that's still kind of looming in there, but it's not. You're not going to be able to go see what they're actually saying. Uh, so th this is, I think, what's going on in a lot of places. It's not just crew, unfortunately, uh, and it's sad. It's sad because the, the biblical thing, of course, is to repent. If you made a mistake, you repent of it. You retract. Um, you course correct, of course, afterward. But you don't just kind of like. Like, like what I see happening here is the sorrow that doesn't lead to repentance. It's the kind of sorrow that is sorry they got caught. I'm sorry we got caught. So let's really like tone down that social justice rhetoric. And when we do talk about it, we'll still talk about it, but we're going to do it kind of under the radar so that people uh, who might uh, be able to get this information to donors directly don't do that. Um, it, it's one of the frustrating things I had at Southeastern when I was there because uh, to this day, I mean, if you read a lot of the Southeastern publications, that the, the ones that they send to their alumni and donors, you're not going to find any of the woke stuff. And so people think, oh, they, there's nothing. John's not telling the truth. And they see videos and they're like, it, it doesn't comport. A lot of people uh, have even been deceived into not believing their eyes because it, it's such a good presentation on the front end. In fact, I was frustrated. I remember when I graduated, my parents came and I thought, oh, it's going to be kind of a woke fest, maybe. Like, they're going to see, it's going to be embarrassing. I was kind of embarrassed to graduate, to be honest, from that institution. 
And uh, but then the graduation ceremony was like the best sermon I had ever heard there. It was the most traditional uh, service that I had ever been in in the chat. I was just like, what is going on? It's like became a different place. Um, and they just kind of went back to this old tr like these this old template for what a graduation ceremony at Southeastern looks like. And and it was a good template and they shared a clear gospel presentation. And you would think nothing is wrong here. But then. Yeah, they're still pumping it in. It's still they still have the the kingdom diversity stuff. Um, I think they still have the intersect project, if I'm not, not mistaken. They still have um, they still have professors there who are teaching ideas consistent with liberation theology and so forth. So it's like it, it, it's has anything really changed? Um, you know, maybe the on the front end the tone has changed. I mean, they they told students they couldn't record anymore, from what I understand. So it's like they're they're covering it up it's going underground but it's still there and they, and they just want to prevent the people who like myself might be able to see these things from seeing them that that's my read on it at least and uh and, and that's if you're not doing anything that's i mean if it's not above board then you shouldn't be concerned that another brother or sister in christ is going to see it frankly that's my opinion um so that's uh that's what's going on in crew and it's probably going on in a lot of other ministries um as well um Let's see. I wanted to point out this just kind of like a news roundup, I guess, just a bunch of stuff from the stack of stuff. I just wanted to point out uh, this. The um, oh, I think I have. Do I have the wrong? Let's see. The Washington Stand, the Washington Stand, which is funded. It, it's actually part of, I guess, uh, the Family Research Council. OK, um, they recently now see if I can find it. Maybe this is an old post now and I don't have it pulled up. I'll just I, I remember what it was, what I wanted to talk about. So um, if I can't find the post, I'll just tell you. But um, they recently on their Instagram, they posted an image. Now I can't seem to pull it up for some reason that had the top universities, conservative universities in the country uh, to go to. I think Liberty was number five. I think Hillsdale was like, oh, there it is. Top five conservative colleges in the country. Number one, Grove City College. Yeah. Two is Hillsdale, Ave Maria University, Thomas Aquinas, Liberty. It's basically the same list that I remember from when I was like 18. Um, it's how did Grove City College get to be number one? That's the question, right? There's been so, and I'm not going to play all the clips right now. I played them before. You can go to, to the YouTube channel. You can go back and you can find uh, the coverage I've given to Grove City College. Um, on the Gab page that I have, I put a, a montage of some chapel sessions and, uh, they they have done what crew is doing right it's gone they've toned it down the the, the rhetoric that you would see on the surface but it's they, they haven't there hasn't been disciplinary actions taken um the same people are still in charge right uh they they're not admitting anything wrong happened it's and, and it was all like crt stuff it was all uh ideas consistent with critical race theory it's like that didn't even happen. And it's, oh, it's the top conservative college. This is just, I think, a further reminder for parents. If you didn't already know, you've got to do, you've got to, first of all, assume wherever your kids are going, they need to be prepared. They're going to encounter social justice stuff and, and those kinds of challenges, even at the most, quote unquote, conservative Christian colleges. Uh, you just have to assume that that's in the water already. There are some great places where I don't, I think it's less so. I think like Appalachian Bible College, I think you're not going to find it probably there. there. There's like a few places like that. But in general, uh, the big, big uh, 
conservative universities, etc. It's going to be there somewhere. And so I think the main thing isn't going to be just avoiding it. It's preparing your children for it. And if you're trying to avoid it, you have to make sure you're doing a lot of due diligence. It takes a lot of research and time. Just, I mean, some, sometimes it doesn't take as, as much. You can just maybe Google search. You'll find out. I mean, if you look at Grove City College woke, right, you would probably come up with a bunch of stuff. So even a simple Google search like that can bring stuff up. But you, you're going to want to compare sources and just not just believe it because they say it. There, there's, there's some serious character issues in the top of our institutions, even in quote unquote conservative uh, circles and Christian circles. It's really sad. Um, so I figured I'd let you know about that. Now, um, we'll probably save now. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. I don't know if I'll, I, I want to get to the nine marks thing. Um, I'm gonna do a cold read of this nine marks article, but, uh, let's, let's do the, the TPUSA stuff. Cause I just feel like that is, um, it, it's applicable to what we're talking about right now. It just fits. So this is a video of Charlie Kirk. I think it's from like three years ago, right? So this isn't recent. Uh, it's like someone was telling me online, someone, someone from the left who like, I think it's like their job. It seems like to follow Charlie Kirk around says that Charlie Kirk is basically this anti-gay homophobic person, whatever. Uh, and, uh, and he's not, uh, he, the, the kind of tolerance for homosexuality he exudes in this video does not characterize him anymore. And I asked, I said, has, has Charlie Kirk who, who hosts pastors conferences and things like that, has he, has he come out and at least acknowledged that he was wrong for his endorsement of homosexuality or, or his, his passive endorsement of it by saying he doesn't really think it matters. Has he said anything like that? Is he, um, has he overtly course corrected as well and come out and said, this is what I believe now about this. And I couldn't get any straight answers about it. I'd be curious if someone puts in the comment section. Uh, but, but I, I couldn't get any straight answers. I remember in 2020 when I was at CPAC turning point USA's booth. Now, as far as I know, they weren't connected to Charlie Kirk. I don't know. I'm not sure where they're connected and where they're not. I'm pretty sure there's still, there's a connection there, but um, I'm not saying I, what I'm trying to say is I'm not blaming Charlie Kirk for this particular thing directly, but turning point USA booth had a rainbow flag. And I just thought this is the conservative political action conference. And I, and, and like it's dominated by atheists for Liberty and turning point USA with homosexual symbols. And, and it just, it was weird. It's just weird. And, um, and so anyway, uh, you know, I, I, it, there's Charlie Kirk's done a lot of good stuff. I have nothing personal against the guy. In fact, I have mutual friends with him, and I, you know, I, I wish him well. I, I hope the, the best for him. I hope that, um, he's worked some of these problems out or will work some of these problems out. But the, the plain fact of the matter is videos like the one I'm about to show you are still out there. They are still out there. And, and, and that's where I saw it was on Twitter. Someone posted it recently. And I was just like, this is so social justice. It's so woke. Um, so let me share with you the video that I'm talking about. And you can see for yourself, uh, this is the, how does this pass for conservatism? How did it ever pass for conservatism uh, is my real question. So uh, without further ado, here we go. Center-right guy, being from Akron, Ohio, being from the great state of Ohio, which I'm so proud of, that taught me every value that I have today other than the military. So it was Ohio and the military that taught me these values that I'm really proud of. I believe that we have more in common than we do that separates us. Whatever. 
we now understand that sexual liberation is political control. It's a form of political control. And you have multiple times uh, advocated on behalf of uh, accepting homosexual. Let, let's stop there, actually. This is the critique that they reject. Is it true what this guy's saying? Absolutely. Sexual liberation is a form of political control. Hello. What are we living in right now? How come every time anyone, even now, tries to get these horribly pornographic books uh, out of public schools, libraries, they are compared to they are they are bludgeoned in the worst way. They're Nazis at that point uh, trying to ban books and we should reject that. And they're, they're homophobic and, and, and the whole nine yards. Um, of course, this is is about political control. Of course, uh, it, it's one rung on the ladder, homosexual marriage. And then the next rung, transgender and sports and and drag queen story hour and, and all the rest of this. So, of course, what he's saying is 100 percent true. And anyone with two eyes can recognize it. Sexuality, accepting uh, homosexual acts as normative in the conservative movement. How does sex help us win the culture war? I'm going to let the I mean, gay man no, no, no. answer. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's such a good question. He's, he's asking, okay, so Charlie Kirk is sitting there with a man who claims to be homosexual, okay? And, and also a center-right conservative. So, so, so there's a man here who... I don't want to paint a picture for you, but he he engages in this activity, this disgusting, evil activity, according to scripture. And so he asks how in the, like like it's at an event where this guy's literally being platformed on the basis of, in part, at least the fact that he's homosexual. That's why he's standing on the stage. He's not standing on the stage because it, it, he it's uh, it. That's what they're talking about. Right. And, and so the, it's a legitimate question. How does we're, we're a conservative group in a conservative setting, supposedly at a conservative event? Uh, how does this forward conservatism to have, hey, we have a guy, let's highlight the fact that he does that this is the kind of activity he likes to do with other men, and that's somehow part of what we're about. It's a really that the, the whole optics of this, uh, I mean, you, you don't even need like them talking other than like introducing the guy and what he's about. And, and you already have a message going out to everyone there that, hey, this is like important. He, he's worth listening to. He has authority uh, in our movement and a place here and platforming because of the fact that he is engaged in this activity with other dudes. So can I can I ask you a question? Can you have the balls to ask the gay man on the stage that question and don't sure. defer to him? If so you, ask so 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 yeah. ask me that question. I will answer you that question. How so does? I'm gonna, no no no. I'm gonna ask you. You already asked the question, so I'm gonna answer that question. I'm gonna ask you that question. This is America. This is the greatest freaking nation in the world. We realize that America is great because we have Western values. We realize that. No no. Let me finish, dude. We realize that gays and lesbians are able to contribute to American society in the same way that everybody else is. And let me tell you, and let me tell you, when you continue doing that, okay, you realize that we are here, we are able to do everything. And let me tell you something as well. I served in the military, right? I served five years. I did an Iraq turn. What's up? How does homosexual... Okay, let, let's stop here. He, he doesn't answer the question. He throws out a bunch of like uh, neocon talking points. I was in the military. That somehow legitimizes me doing it, being engaged in this activity, I guess. Um, America's great. And, and we're all part of America and, and everyone can be um, swap it with pedophilia or swap it with, uh, you know, I don't know, polygamy or so any you choose any swap it with racism. If you want whatever 
other like none of that would fly you wouldn't be like hey like racists have a place in america because we're america and i served in the military like no one would accept it um and, and and again that's a word that i i don't even know what it means and so i don't really i hesitate to use it but i'm just saying like the, the people on the stage here would not accept that as a legitimate category uh, they wouldn't accept, uh, you know, groomers, uh, you know, groomers have a place in America and there's groomers in the military. Like they would never accept that. So he's sidestepping the whole issue and throwing out a bunch of fluff and, and never answers the question. So he gets asked the question again. Sex help us win the culture war. Who said homosexual sex helps you win the that culture war? The question that I'm asking, why are you? You guys did. <laughs> you guys did. You're that's, that's the whole like basis behind. In, in the, the reason that this guy's being platformed in part, the optics of it say that that's what you think. You, you think that like siding with this at least or going halfway somehow is going to help get what points with with the left it, it attract people to the conservative movement because we're not as mean as the left is saying we are. And we we do include people who are uh, homosexuals. Well, it's a it's a BS question. And you know, it is. It's not it's, it's a question that is not. So Being, it's not it's not a good faith question. So I'm it's gonna not, be, it's the dude, I'm it's gonna not be a good faith question. Like honestly, I don't care what two consenting adults do. So that's but here's the thing, he clearly does. In this inner in this situation, he clearly does care about it to some extent. Because all right, you wouldn't platform someone who's known for that, who declares it publicly at a conservative event if it didn't matter in some way. So so there's a lot of self-deception going on here. By the way, I'll say the same thing happens with race, by the way, like I, I've seen this with conservative groups who um, it, it, they will they will take someone who sometimes someone who's not perhaps the most articulate. There's some very articulate uh, minority people out there that I respect immensely. Um, but there are I'll just let I just say being around the block for oh, at least two decades now in conservative circles, there is a tendency naturally this isn't through policy it's just naturally to kind of do an affirmative action thing to try to get your minorities on the stage to say the hard things that maybe the white male doesn't want to say because he'll get in more trouble and to platform them uh so to, to make yourself look diverse and to make it harder for the media to call you racist like there is this very self-conscious avoidance of trying to be called racist and so that's the way to cope with it somehow and it's the same thing because these same conservatives will say, or like neoconservatives, really, like race doesn't exist, or race is a social construct, or we race doesn't matter. Or like all, they'll say all of these things, but then it clearly does to them because that's because they want to platform people on the basis of their quote unquote race. This is what's been going on for a long time, and I think you just need to see that this is what's going on. Um, we we need to be honest with ourselves about this stuff and consistent. I think that's part of being a good Christian, right? Is being consistent. And, and your, you your, your hyper focus on it is kind of weird. Thanks. I for mean, being you here. seem to be you seem to be really interested in gay sex. I'm pretty sure if you're if you're into that, you can go find somebody to do it with. I don't know, maybe. I'm not here to tell anybody what to think or what to believe, but for me, somebody like that doesn't really have any place in the conservative movement because it's okay. So here's the switcheroo. The people who ask that question don't have a place in the conservative movement now. You're not conservative if you're against. It's like this is the ironic thing. Um, we don't care. I don't care who you sleep with, right? But and it doesn't matter, and, and and it's irrelevant. But at the same time, if you're against it, you have no place in the conservative movement.
Well, that does not say that you are neutral on this. You do care about it and you want to make sure that it's protected in conservatism. Something that is so, so behind the times. And you can boo and you can do whatever you want to, baby, because I'm going to be me and I'm still here. My question is largely directed to Mr. Kirk because you were raised as a conservative. Part of the issue I see here is, um, what's your name, Rob? Yeah. So you're saying, oh, this, you're behind the times, this isn't conservative. Well, we don't want centrists in the conservative movement. We want to retain our core values. Yeah, but here's we the thing. We don't want drag But here's the thing. But here's the thing. It's not about what you want because here's the thing. The beauty, the beauty about social media, the beauty about social media is that I can be me and I can bring myself to the table. And it's not about what you want. It's about the, what the people want. And if there are enough people in this movement that are say, that say, hey, Rob is cool, he's gay, whatever, it really doesn't matter what you think. You can say whatever you want and you can believe, so you can believe whatever you want to believe. Let me ask my question. But it's not going to stop me from yeah. doing what I'm doing. Get, get and it's it. not going to deplatform me. Yeah, real conservative there. Uh, <laughs> it's what the people want. I mean, I could just see someone uh, standing in front of like a makeshift guillotine during the French Revolution and saying the same thing. It's just it's not about what uh, you want. It's about what the people want. And whatever the people want, well, I mean, there's a certain sense, I suppose, in which um, if you have a virtuous people like we did at the beginning of this uh, country, in theory, at least, uh, you can construct a, a style of government that uh, in which people have a significant amount of decision making ability over what happens in the government and so forth. Um, we, we don't quite live in that anymore. But even when we did, um, the, the founders were very clear that democracy itself Lent, lent itself to mob rule. That's why we were in a representative republic and we needed people who uh, were served in a hierarchy above us. And um, and so it, 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 he's not arguing from first principles. He's not arguing from uh, authority. He's not arguing from what's best or like anything practical considerations. He's just saying it's whatever, I guess, I guess it is arguing from authority in this sense. It's whatever the people as a group do and and that collective wisdom somehow is what we should do um yeah really really good moral argument there so so my question is again it's directed to mr kirk because he was raised as a conservative um you know as the guy before has said you know you've advocated for homosexuality said that there's a place for the gay agenda within the conservative movement my question is uh, and you're also comfortable with transgenders and cross dressers i understand um, so my question is, is there, is there any, any point um, where conservatives should take a moral stance on Christian morality or should we abandon it altogether? So in other words, what is TPUSA's, what is your brand of conservatism doing to actually conserve Christian morality? If we're ceding to the left on transgender gay rights, gay marriage. We don't want that in conservatism. So you don't want him in the conservative movement? Check out that move. Check out that move that Charlie just did. That oh, I'm so disgusted by that. That is the kind of thing that the Southern Baptist did with Beth Moore. Remember when Russell Moore said that uh, a Southern Baptist convention that doesn't have a place for Beth Moore doesn't have a place for a lot of us. They, they, this is a leftist tactic to make it personal. And then to uh, try to and do like this victim play, like look, th th this poor man who we want to kick out of the movement. Uh, isn't that so horrible? We're so mean. Um, it puts a face to it and it works. It, it, it tugs on a lot of people's heartstrings. But that's not 
typically a conservative tactic, right? Um, it's, it, it, it he, he's not, I'm not saying there's never a time to ever bring up the fact that maybe you have like a really, let's say, um, virtuous person in a movement and you say, well, man, he's virtuous. Everyone knows him. He's great. Why would you want to kick him out or something? I mean, I, I, but that's not what's going on here. It's like, it's because strictly based upon his, his preference, his sexual preference, Charlie Kirk is defending him, that he should have a place and he should not be kicked out uh, because of his sexual preference. And, and this, this is just insane to me. It's just insane because it's a disgusting tactic when the left uses it. It's a social justice tactic uh, and it, it does a moral play. And it, it, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a virtue signal and it doesn't even get to um, the, uh, the, 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 main, the main issue that's being brought up. This is a live broadcast and I got to close my window. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on real quick. Sorry about that. Um, had to close my window. Uh, there's something going on outside and, and it's uh, distracting. So anyway, um, so, so this is what's going on with Charlie Kirk. Uh, let's just finish the end of the video. I just want to be very ends. clear. Let's just be. So, so you don't, so you don't want me in the movement. No. Not if it waters down. Just, Hold on a sec. No, we don't. I want to be nice. very clear. Hold on a sec. I, I, you know, you're, you're bringing some very charged language. I'm going to try to calm down the temperature in the room yeah. so I can try to rationally understand an irrational position. Why should we, why should we Let me finish. Our Let me finish. Let me finish. So I'm a Christian. I believe the Bible is the greatest book ever to exist in the history of the world. And I believe <laughs> Rob Smith has decency and dignity as an individual in the United States of America. Of this Hold on a second. We're not a theocracy. We never have been. And you know what? And wait a minute. And wait a minute. Let me hop in here. Hold on. Because I, I'm in it. Really He's addressing me. Answers. Yeah, this is the same argument you hear being used. This is kind of like the, the liberal response, the, the, whether you want to say classic liberal or principal pluralist. This is the response to the quote unquote Christian nationalists today or people who would try to um, say that the, we, we need to uh, even use coercion at times to enforce Christian morality, just like uh, we used to. Um, they will run to we're not we're not a theocracy. It's it's the same talking points of the left. The thing that the thing that I don't understand. Well, I'm addressing you. How about that? I don't even have the so courage to address the gay man on, on stage. So 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 the the problem that I have with uh... now, now they say the guy doesn't have courage. There, it's just interesting to me because it's again it's smearing. It's not engaging in the argument. Um, as somebody that is a gay Christian, and this is the problem that I have, no because my relationship with God and coming back into the church over the past year and a half is one of the greatest gifts that has been given to me in terms of being in this movement. So, so, so my question and my question to everybody who tries to say that, oh, you shouldn't be, you know, Christian because you're gay. Why are you trying to turn people away from God? So she if you love God <laughs> totally and Christianity, it's all right, because I do love God. To turn you away so why would you be trying to turn me away? Why would you be trying to turn me away from God? So we're, we're going to get another thing. And, and one thing that I don't do question. And one thing that I don't do is that there is no man that is of this earth that is going to tell me what God has for me and how much God loves me. So no goodbye. Tell thank me you for Thank you. Yeah, so so apply that to any other issue the Bible talks about. You know, lying, 
you know, I, I like to lie. That's what I do. <laughs> you're you're going to tell me that God doesn't uh, love me or something like it, it, that this kind of logic could be applied to any sin. Um, it's the same stuff we get from the left, exactly the same. And, and I don't think necessarily Charlie Kirk goes along with everything you just heard uh, that particular guest say, but, um, but, but there was enough there for me to just say, what in the world? <laughs> what in the world? Now, hopefully some of this has been course corrected, but I can't find anything, any publicly available apology, retraction, clarification, uh, and then like an attempt to say like, here's clearly stated my position now. Um, so I would just like, I would love to encourage that because I would love to see, you know, these organizations do well, but if they're going to go down this road, then they're just going to eventually, uh, they're following the left from a distance. That's all they're going to do. They're going to conserve a pr previous iteration of leftism. Okay. Um, I think that's that. Let's, uh, I don't have a lot more time. Um, and I haven't read this article. This is kind of a cold read. People were sharing it on, uh, on social media. So I figure I'll, I'll read it. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll skim it and then, um, we'll talk about it. So it's from nine marks and it says, stop calling them names. Stop calling them names. Many of the biggest aha moments in my life involved John Piper. One of the most important came in June of 20, uh, 2008, barely 21 years old. Uh, I moved to seminary. He says um, he said he was quick at the time to disparage people to the right as fundamentalists or legalists. Uh, then I read John Piper's 20 Reasons I Don't Take Pot Shots at Fundamentalists. And now years later, he recognizes that this type of warm, large-hearted thankfulness for fellow Christians of the different stripe is a dominant characteristic of the godliest people. So so you won't take pot shots. And, and, and he uses a good, I guess, an example of like, hey, fundamentalists, I mean, they're not heretics, right? <laughs> so... Uh, I guess if you're using it as a pejorative and you're not understanding what it actually is and you're being rude about it and, and it's not helpful helping the conversation, sure. You know, I, I guess I'm on board with that. Um, of course, he says the Bible teaches us to directly confront theological error. If anyone has a category for using harsh speech with wolves who pervert a church's fidelity or lead people into eternal destruction, but neither should Christians engage in the worldly practice of name calling or employing theological slurs, especially when speaking of brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay. So this is where, I don't know, it gets a little difficult in my mind. Um, I mean, whitewashed tombs, brood of vipers, uh, <laughs> there are, there certainly are names that you, it, harsh ones to call uh, people who are false teachers. Uh, and we have examples of them. So um, I don't know that you can make this hard distinction. It's not just about using harsh speech. Like literally they're using harsh names. Um, the trouble is our social media dominated outrage culture rewards quick indignation and careless accusations. Okay. Um, so, okay, here's the examples here. Here's where, okay, this is, this is what this is actually getting at. Now I know why people were sharing it. You don't hold my exact position on ecclesiology, pragmatist. You don't advocate for my political theology, liberal. You don't address public issues to the degree I think you should, pietist. You express concern over the worldly influence of my favorite TV show, legalist. Now, here's the thing. All of these categories are legitimate. So he's making he's using this as a negative example, saying like, oh, here's some bad examples of Christians doing this. All these categories are legitimate. There are pragmatists, there are liberals, there are pietists, there are legalists. So if the shoe fits, <laughs> right? So you don't want to knee jerk and just smear someone without actually... Um, like if, if, it, if there's a sense of description here though, then why not? Um, uh, okay. So 
beware of the internal implications of name calling. So now, <laughs> um, Matthew 5, uh, you've heard it said of those of old, you shall not murder. Whoever murders is liable to judgment. Um, but he says, uh, whoever says you fool will be liable to, to hell uh, of fire. So this is a whole hatred in your heart equals murder thing. Um, but, you know, again, this is this is not about the the name calling itself isn't the issue. It is the heart issue that produced the name calling. Right. And so it's not like a blanket disapproval of all name calling. There are uh, labels that we should Judaizers, a label, right. And, and negative labels that descriptive labels that describe negative things eventually become pejoratives. Um, so you don't want to just throw pejoratives out there to throw pejoratives out there. You don't want to um, engage in ad hominems. Uh, but if, but you do want to describe accurately and that's where na name calling, uh, actually can be helpful in certain circumstances. Uh, he brings up acts 15, uh, where Paul and Barnabas, uh, let's see, they, uh, they disagree over John Mark. Okay. And he says, uh, if you've ever had serious disagreements in your elder board with the missions team, don't be discouraged because the apostle Paul knows about that. Uh, and I guess he's using this as an as, as an example of like they they didn't um, they didn't name call each other. So that's the model. They didn't name. Well, again, they are they're Christian believers. They're, they're not heretics. They're certainly not. Uh, I mean, this is a, a practical disagreement over whether they should take someone with them on a missions journey. This isn't like this, there aren't like deep philosophical things at play in this or theological things. Um. Okay. Uh, cultivate awareness of your own sin. Uh, and he says, Titus 3, 3 says, we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, let us stray, slaves of various passions, um, hated by others and hating one another. So, so again, it's just linking speech with, with hatred. And then he says, the heart of the matter, this is the conclusion, insults, name calling, and pejorative labeling may be commonplace in our culture, a perpetual outrage. After all, out of the unregenerate heart comes evil thoughts. But these patterns of evil speech should be foreign to the life of the church. And it's serious business. Um, we're going to take account for every careless word. So I, I agree with a lot of this, but um, the, the major premise of the whole entire article, I do not. Uh, there are, oh, Siri, I don't know what you heard. <laughs> um, so it, it, this is not very helpful because the, the main argument that he's arguing for is just not legitimate. Like there are plenty of examples of people using names that were negative in scripture to describe certain people to warn others. There you go. Um I think we're going to probably end the podcast here because I, unfortunately I, I have a bunch of other stuff in my stack, but, uh, I, I think, uh, I'm, I'm just about out of time here. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll end it there, but, um, yeah, uh, appreciate everyone who listened in and just pray for me on Sunday, since I am uh, preaching at church, that it would be a fruitful message, uh, for the honor and glory of God. And, uh, hopefully, uh, I'll have some podcasts lined up for you next week. God bless. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.